What's up, Marcus? What's up? Man, glad to have you, man. So how's the offseason been? Offseason been real good. Uh, covering from an ankle injury last season. Got hurt on the homecoming game against Texas State. That's been a journey, though. Uh, had a solid spring ball. So when it comes to that, though, you said that you had an injury, you know, that homecoming game, and then you had to go through the therapy process and all that stuff. Like, how has that been, though, like from a mental standpoint, being an athlete that really wants to compete, but now you find yourself in a situation where your whole life changes just because of one injury or one play. So how did you deal with that from a mental standpoint? Because I hear so many guys talk about how, you know, back in my days of playing football, when we had injuries, we never really thought about the mental health component of it. We always just thought about, okay, man, I got an injury. You know, I need to fight my way through it. You know, things that matter. But it seems to be a theme now that people are talking more about how injuries are affecting people from a mental standpoint. So explain that a little bit to me. Like, how does that impact you and have to deal with that from that standpoint? Like, at one point, feel like everything was going well, then all of a sudden an injury happens and it really derails everything that you had planned for that season. Uh, me personally, um, this is my second, like, injury in college okay. uh, this past season. So you um, had two last season? Uh, I had one the season before, but it happened in the spring, and it was like uh, I had fractured a bone in my wrist, and I ended up having to get surgery on my wrist mm -hmm. before the season, and I missed uh, all the games except for four. I played the last four games of the season. So the injury that I had last season coming up to last season, uh, when it happened, um, I was down on myself, but I use it more as a motivation. But mentally, like, coming, like, going through the injury, not, like, everything changed. You're not traveling no more. Uh, you're not able to work out. And I have fractured a, a bone in my foot, so I wasn't even able to walk. Like, everything changed. I wasn't used to not being able to walk. I had to get around on the scooter, crutches. So, as far as mentally, like how I dealt with it, I just had to use it as a motivation for the future. Like, I couldn't let just dwell on me being hurt. I had to do something about it instead of just like, just going to a cave or something. Just, you know, getting down on myself because I mean, I can't change what happened. Like, it was a freak accident. I was playing football. Uh, but now you feel like you're 100% back to where you need to be than you were before. Uh, Yeah, my ankle, it, it healed pretty good. Um, got the surgeon in Birmingham. We got good doctors up there. So when you think about the sport of football, is football the only sport that you ever played? Uh, I ran track in high school. But as far as like organized, I used to play basketball pickup, but football is the only sport I played. Like, they got to do with the ball. I ran track in high school. Uh, I was going to wrestle, but I, I decided not to because it was during track season, so I had to pick one or the other. I so, did track. So, what's the earliest you start playing sports, though? What's the earliest you start playing sports? Uh, a lot of people are going to be surprised. I started playing sports my freshman year of high school. You been for real, man? Yeah. I so you never played no organized sports to you as a freshman in high school? I wanted to, but uh, growing up, like, my mom moved state to state. Uh, we moved from Oklahoma to Georgia. And it was like, you know, we had stuff going on. So I didn't, like, really get a chance to play football or play a sport until I got to high school. So football is really somewhat new to you then? Yeah. Like, every year, like, my first, my first position in football was free safety, like, I got my first offer at free safety. You know, I, um, I started playing both sides of the field, and I like playing receiver better. So I always ask athletes this question because, like, you think about it, you only really been playing football like probably like eight years, probably. Yeah. Eight years of ask when you think about that. Like, why do you love football? Um, uh, my first day of football practice, uh, in ninth grade. It was a hard practice. Like I, I was new to everything, but like the way it felt, like it was hard, and it helped me like just lock in on 
like just life like football it's, i don't know it's just like it just freed my mind like it was some like the first time i went to practice and everything i was tired it was hard but like at the end of practice like, i like this and my mom was like yeah, yeah you can play so so would you really say it was football was an outlet to like clear your mind from everything that was going on around you at that time period definitely uh before I started playing football, like in middle school, I got in a lot of trouble in school. Like, I was a class clown. Like, I didn't have nothing to really, like, guide me. Or, like, I didn't feel like I had, like, I don't know, like, just going to school, like, I wouldn't, like, I just really had nothing to really keep me focused and, like, look at the bigger picture in the future. Like, school was just school to me. When I started playing football, like, it made me want to do right in school. It made me want to do right not getting no trouble, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think a lot of times people don't understand, though, that a lot of people play football in different sports for different reasons. A lot of people love sports for different reasons, things that matter. But I think sometimes people overlook this number one thing about organized sports. It really saves a lot of us. Definitely. Uh, when it comes to, like, when I say saving a lot of us, it, it, it teaches us structure, discipline. It teaches us how to deal with people who don't look like us and things that matter. So that's what always blows my mind in today's world, that you always hear people say, I don't want my child to play sports. I don't want to play in the organized sports and things that matter. And by you even just sharing your story, that short little uh, snippet of, you know, how football impact your life, just imagine how much influence uh, just playing sports, period, can really have on a, a boy's life to really change to change their life, you know, for the betterment and things of that matter. So definitely, when you think about playing football, you said it kept you out of trouble, things that matter. When did you really start thinking that you were, or really start acknowledging the fact that you this may be something that can really take you beyond high school? Um, my freshman year, it was like the third or fourth game into the season. Uh, <coughs> I caught my first touchdown against Hillgrove High School, and it just felt good. Like, after that, it was like, you know how everybody say it take that one play for somebody to get that confidence? Mm -hmm. Like, I caught my first touchdown, and I just like, it just was like a confidence booster. And it just made me want to keep playing. So, so you really, really still remember that play now? Yes, I so, never forget. So, tell me about that play in your head right now. Uh, the play was called Philly X Nine, and I had a go route with Nine. Okay. Uh, it was a fade. It was probably like 20 yards out of the end zone, 20 yard touchdown, and I, I caught the ball. And like it just happened so fast. I just sat in the end zone for like 10 seconds, just sat there. I was like, damn, I really just scored a touchdown. <laughs> and after that. Like, I just, I don't know, I just started working more hard towards, like, football. Like, it just made me focus more. Like, I literally, like, before I started playing football, I was always in ISS. Like, I didn't care about school, and I started playing football. It made me start thinking about college. Like, I feel like sports is a life-changing thing for a lot of people. Like, I don't, some people don't realize that, like, these coaches and stuff, like, they, like, my weight training coach in high school, like, I literally look up to him because he the one, like, that told me, like, you got to work hard and, like, you got to take everything serious. And, like, he was, like, that guideline. He helped me be more disciplined mm -hmm. towards my, like, with myself. So let's go back to your first play that you, you call the things that matter. Why, what put you in that position to – don't get that ball thrown to you. It was like coach was trying to give you confidence or something that uh, you were just that guy that was open. Like, what put you in that position for that play to happen at that time, that moment? Uh, I was a big freshman, and they, uh, like, coming to high school, I was just a big freshman. And he was like, you got to be a playmaker. Like, you're going to be a playmaker, and you want to see me do it as a freshman on a freshman team. So later on, I could get moved up to varsity. So that that's really where it came from. And I worked hard. Like you seen, I was a hard worker. Like when it came, when it's time to work, I work. So would you really say coach was trying to build confidence in you then at that time period? Definitely. Did it really work? I think we already established that it did work. Yeah, it, it worked. <laughs> it definitely worked. So it put you in a situation where you really thought that you could do more than that. Definitely. So when you talk about how you grew up and things that matter, I know you said earlier that you moved a lot from place to place, things that matter. Would you just share, you know, a little bit of detail of like how that was growing up as a child, like the process of moving from place to place, like what was, you know, the reason for that and 
And how did that make you feel? And how did that put you in the position you're in now? Um, well, see, I was born in Oklahoma. I grew up with a bunch of my cousins. Like, mm -hmm. I was around my cousins all my life. Like, and my mom, like, she usually, like, she took in a lot of our, like, the kids that was, like, my age. Like, she helped raise them. But then, like, in Oklahoma, wasn't, like, our family had, like, a, I don't know what, I want to say, it was, like, a cycle, like, a loop. And she just wanted to get out of that. So mm -hmm. we moved to Georgia when I was eight. And we was bouncing around place to place in Georgia. Uh, me, personally, I didn't want to leave Oklahoma. But I didn't see that. Like, I was a kid. I wanted to be around my cousins and stuff. So I wasn't seeing, like, the bigger picture, like, as a kid. Like, why my mom did move. Like, when I go back and visit, I'm like, thank God we moved from here. Like, because it's, it's different, like, out there in Oklahoma. So what things, do you notice, what things do you notice now that you didn't notice as a child that, again, goes into that statement you just said, you're glad y'all moved away? Mm, it was like, my mom didn't just want me to get stuck in the cycle, like, not going to college. Uh, she didn't want me, like, in the streets and stuff like that, because that's basically like how it was when I lived in Oklahoma. Like a lot of my cousins, like I'm the only one out of all my cousins that went to college. Mm -hmm. So, and it's like a bunch of us. And I, uh, I see like why my mom moved. Like when I go back and visit, like it's just like, like I said, thank God we moved. Yeah, what are some things you see though when you when you go back though that makes you, you know, again thank your mom for moving y'all. Like what are some things that you see now? Uh, shoot, the neighborhood we grew up in is, is a lot of crackheads and stuff like that. Like, life, like, you talking about, like, as far as, like, like what, are some things, what are some things that you see when you go back that makes you think, be thankful that your mom decided to move y'all from there? Uh, some of my family members, like, they don't really have much going, like, my couple of them didn't finish high school, and none of them went to college. I feel like if I didn't go to, if I didn't, if my mom didn't move me to Georgia, I'd be in that same circle. I'd either be in jail or not doing what I'm doing now. I wouldn't have a college education, definitely. Like, that's what I feel like. I kind of relate. It's like a, a distraction. Yeah, yeah, I can kind of relate a little bit of how you say you grew up with things that matter. Uh, I'm the oldest of six I have five younger sisters, believe it or not, so that's a battle within itself. Uh, but growing up as a child, my mom had a, a very bad drug addiction, and um, that greatly impacted me and my sisters in, in a big way. Uh, my podcast is called 4116 West Smiley, uh, because that is the address of the housing project that I grew up in in Montgomery. Uh, they tore it down, um, but it's a way of me still keeping that memory alive of that neighborhood. Also, not only keeping the memory of that neighborhood alive, but also bringing attention to the fact of it is that good things did and can come from Smiley Court. So I kind of relate to that um, mindset that you say when you go back and you see certain things because cycles are real. Uh, you continue to see certain people do the same things over and over again. And even now, uh, I still battle with family and not understanding why they don't see the cycles like I do and things of that matter, because athletics was somewhat of an outlet for me. I'm gonna go back and ask you this question again because I'm gonna ask the question myself. Do you love football? Love it. Absolutely love it. Uh, it was an outlet from, like, I feel like playing football, I could have like made, like things in my life could be so much different, like literally, like, Playing football like literally changed my life. Like things could be so much different. It gave me an opportunity to get a free education, great discipline in my life, and it's an opportunity like this season. Like if I have a great season, I can change my family's life too. It just gives you a lot of opportunity. Football, it does, and also there's a kid that's going through this that probably has the same. Like, their family's in a cycle. Mm -hmm. And I can be, like, a mentor towards a kid 
that's going through something like that, I can take, say, like, later on down the road, things do get better. Like, all this, right now, it might look bad, but you can stay focused, keep playing football or basketball or whatever sport they're playing. Mm -hmm. Like, you can really change a kid's life or save a kid's life. What I'm always sharing with people, uh, and I always ask that question because I always like share with people that I really never loved football. Yeah, if y'all really could see a barking space right now, he gave them a <laughs> shocking look or whatever. I tell people all the time, I never really loved football. Basketball was always a sport that I really loved because growing up in Spotted Court, you had to be a hooper. But I began to realize, man, again, by seeing the issues that I was facing with my family and the neighborhood I was growing up in, that, man, I had to find a way to get out of the situation that I was in. So I began to have people pour into my life and begin to tell me, like, hey, man, football is going to be the thing that gets you out of here. It's not going to be basketball and things of that matter. So you begin to think about it from that standpoint football was always a tool that I used to get me out of the situation that I was in I look back on it and I continually look at it from playing in middle school through high school even through college and even through pros and I was telling people uh, last night that man I won championships I won rings I got a chance to accomplish a lot of things from an athletic standpoint when it came to football but I really never loved football man Damn. and it's weird that I get older and I acknowledge that even more because I think football became just a tool for me. And there was nothing that I really was in love with and passionate about. Now, I've always worked hard. I always had goals and things that I wanted to do. But football was always a way to get me into situations, get me out of, you know, certain situations. What I mean, get me in situations, you know, a better life, financial stability, pay for my college education. You know, it also kept me out of trouble and things that matter. Also, I got a chance to meet a lot of great people like meeting you. I'd have never played football, I never probably would have met you and things of that matter. So exactly. football has always been my tool. I've always kind of pimped football. So when you like like you say you didn't love football, what kept you like like mentally like driven? Like Okay. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, I totally understand that. I tell people all the time when um when I was in high school I struggled academically too. Uh but I had some coaches coming to my life because growing up, I don't, I don't think I struggled that much academically. I think I struggled so much with my anger issues. I had a large amount of anger issues. My coaches never got, we, me and my coaches never got along each other, my head coach anyway. And I was like one of the most top-rated office linemen in the state of Alabama coming out. I guess in today's world, I would have been a five-star and probably would be in the top three or top five linemen in the country. I was a part of the Magnificent Seven, like the top seven top athletes in Alabama. So I had all these these offers to all these D1 schools, but I was like, man, I just don't care. Because again, I didn't love football. So I tell people all the time that it really had somebody, my coach named Roger Schultz had to really come and remind me again of how much talent I had and how much this talent could take me to places I never thought I could do. So I ended up in Troy, which Troy was dramatically shocked that I wanted to go to Troy. Yeah, because, you know, I had offers from Alabama, Army, LSU, and all this kind of stuff. You know, most of my coach began to come to my life my freshman, I mean, my senior year. Most coaches was like, hey, wait till after sign a day. Make sure you're good academically, and then you can sign with one of us. Yeah. You know, my goals was to play for an SEC team, things of that matter. But I was so, in, you know, unengaged in the whole recruiting process that I said, man, coach said, what are you thinking? You got to wait or whatever. And then Troy popped in the picture like, man, we really have an opportunity for that. So I ended up going to Troy, which at that point in time, I really didn't go, but it was the best situation for me, not realizing that in the midst of all that, that God had a plan in there. But I'll never forget when Troy called me and said, hey, you can move into your dorm. My motivation was getting out of Smiley Court. Definitely. I pulled my car up to the front of school, packed my car up, and pulled out and went down to 31. So the thing, uh, back to asking your question, the thing that has helped me out mentally is the motivation of knowing that my life has to be better, my children's life has to be better than how my life was growing up. So it's always been that motivation of how can I use football to make my life better. And I, I, I think that's why I love football because I know it can change, like, like you said, it can better your life. Mm -hmm. And that's why I love it. Like I just truly love the game. So let's go back to the scenario you playing in high school. So you had this big catch when you were a freshman, and then you continue to get better and better in that. So what happened throughout high school? Like, you start changing, changing yourself, you start getting more discipline, things that matter. So when did you really start realizing that you had an opportunity to play in college? Uh, 
my junior year was like my breakout year. Like, I think I finished the season with like 700 yards, which it's not a lot of yards, but in, in 7 8 football in Georgia, it was going against Westlake, Marietta, like mm -hmm. all these big time Power, schools. Powerhouse schools. Yeah, powerhouse there. schools, and I was like making these catches. Uh, going into my junior, my senior year, like that summer, uh, I didn't have no offers. Like that spring, I didn't have no offers until like the first week of the summer, like in June or July. It was Georgia Southern. Uh, that was my first Division One offer. I actually, I take that back. My f very first offer was West Virginia State. It was West Virginia State. I don't know. It was West Virginia, I guess. And then it was like I got three offers in one day: Lake Erie College, Ryan Hart University, and West Virginia State. And like, <laughs> but it was part, cool though, just to get those offers. Yeah, right? I listen when I first like when I got the offers, I was like, it was like life changing. I was like, let's go! Like I was happy. Like mm -hmm. I was like they was it, it felt like Alabama offered because I was like these schools actually offered me a scholarship or whatever. Like they offered me to come play college football, so. I had that in my head, like, I'm gonna be able to play college football. But then I went to one camp in the summer, cause I wasn't a camper guy. Like, I ain't like doing like the seven on seven t-shirts and stuff like that. Yeah, believe it or not, I never went to a camp the whole time cause mostly I couldn't afford it. That's how it was for me. So uh, one of the coaches ended up paying for me to go to the camp. Then that's the only reason why I went. And that- Where was this camp at? Uh, I think it was at Valdosta or LaGrange College. One of those, it was a mega camp. Georgia Southern, they had came to see me. They seen me run or whatever, and they, they told me to come down to that camp. Uh, and my coach so happened to pay for that camp. It was a bunch of college. It was a mega camp. Uh, so mega camps, because I I really see that light. I think Troy had one this year, and a lot of they have them all over the states. I mean, all over the country really now. So yeah. if, a, if a guy's out there listening right now, and they're like, man, I don't want to spend the money to go to a mega camp, what would you tell them? Go. Make sure it's a camp that's really gonna have all those coaches there, though. Like, cause some some schools will host a mega camp and not have all like they just advertise it and they won't have all the coaches there. But the mega camp I went to, it was life changing. That that literally, I feel like that camp is the reason why I'm playing Division One football. Cause I at my school, we didn't get recruited. Like our recruiting, I don't know what it was, but like our recruiting was weird. Like we had players, like good players, but they the schools would never offer. But I went to that one camp. Coach saw me move around in a slot. I was in a, they wanted me wanted to see me play slot receiver. I don't know why, but oh, wow. they seen me run a couple uh, routes at slot. Georgia Southern offered me, and then a couple of days later, Liberty offered me, and that's when like my recruitment picked up. So your recruiting picked up going into your senior year. Yes, that summer. Okay, so explain to me how your senior year went. Uh, well that summer. After Georgia Southern offered me, I committed two weeks after they offered me. To Georgia Southern? Yes. And I, like, this is how I was thinking. I'm at home. I ain't, like, I'm in, it's Division One, but I ain't do my research. And that's one thing I, if anybody listening, like, do your research in schools. I went to Georgia Southern. I ain't looking at no type of offense, what type of offense they ran. It was oh, a yeah, triple. Georgia Southern, that wing team stuff. I mean, that Yeah, option, right? and I had Liberty. You know what I'm saying? Like when I committed there, I didn't understand why, like yeah, all the because when I committed, yeah, when I committed, all these coaches hit me up like, did you really just commit to Georgia Southern? And I love like Georgia Southern gave me an opportunity. Like they changed that that school literally was like my gateway to where I'm at now. Mm -hmm. uh, when I committed there, like, I was wondering why like all these schools like, did you really just commit there? And nobody was telling me, like, hey, you just committed to a triple option school, just to let you know. I got there. Uh, we doing summer workouts. Like, we doing our seven on sevens. The season come around. We throw the ball. I don't even think we threw the ball the first game. Well, back, back, we going to trace back, uh, back to high school. You said my senior year? Yeah, how did your senior year go? Um, it was pretty smooth. I, I ain't have as big of a season. As I did my my junior year, I was I wouldn't say I was comfortable, but like I knew I had like I had I was already committed to Georgia Southern. I wanted to win. Our school that my junior year, believe it or not, we went 0 and 10 too. Oh wow! Yeah, we went 0 and 10. So 
going into my senior year, I just wanted to win. And our, my high school didn't go to the playoffs. It was over like decades. It was decades since we got been to the playoffs. So my whole focus was winning that winning that year, like having a better record than what we had last year. I think we ended up going six and four or six and five, something like that. Uh, we made it to the first round playoffs and I was like, it was kind of like, I wouldn't say it was history because it's just the playoffs, but it mm-hmm. was because the school never You've been to the playoffs at all. In that, that long. And we played the number one seed though. Like we oh, barely wow. got in. Yeah, we played Lowndes High School and it was 66 to six. That's how bad they beat y'all? Yeah. They had some ball players. I yeah, think I had. Right. Lions has some of the best facilities and always have been known to be a powerhouse. Definitely. I. This is what I like doing pregame warmups. That game, I remember it was a it was a nighttime game. I was uh, we was doing pregame warm. I was like, all right, we might actually have a chance. Like seeing they pregame, man, we went and put our pads on, came back out. It was just like. It felt like it was thousand. They had a thousand football players just running on the field. Like they just kept coming, and then they D linemen. Like I don't know what they eating down there, but they was all big. They had that quarterback. I think he ended up going to West Virginia. But running back that had all these offers, receiver. Yeah, they had they had some dudes there. So what happened after your senior football season? Like what decision did you make from a college standpoint? I know you said you were committed to Georgia Southern. Yeah. realized they were on the triple option. So what changed after you know that season? What decision did you make? As far as like high school, like yeah, from at college, the, yeah, after high school, like after your season, you know, going to signing day in that February, what decision did you make? Um, actually, so this is how Georgia Southern got me. Um, the December signing day, that was the first year of it, mm. and my school, like I said, they didn't get recruited like we didn't have a lot of recruits like heavy so me signing in December was like a big thing for my school like I was the first kid to ever sign in December signed to a that was the first time it ever happened though right yeah okay that was the first year uh so it felt like like I said history kind of but not really because it was the first year uh I was the first kid to sign in my high school so I was already signed and committed to Georgia Southern December in December so February like that that last semester of high school I think I was in two classes like I had half a day because I was already like ahead mm-hmm. so I only had two classes a day and that's how like that's how it went down and I reported that June 6th so you reported June 6th to Georgia Southern yep so do you think many people know that you started at Georgia Southern Nah, not a lot of people know because I was there for like a short amount of time. Like, so explain that to us. Like I said, I had no idea. I'm just learning now that you left high school in Georgia Southern. Yeah, I, yeah. Out of high school, I went to Georgia Southern. So that first semester, like Georgia Southern, I'm like I said, I'm thankful for that school. Like that school gave me an opportunity. I feel like if it wasn't like everything happens for a reason. Like Georgia Southern offered me, I probably would not be here right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that that first season. Uh, my freshman season, I played a lot as a freshman. I ended up starting like half the season, actually. Like towards the end of the season, I started like the coach made me. Uh, he started me, but yeah, I feel like what position? receiver. Oh, receiver. Yeah, I was okay. playing receiver, uh, but I wasn't getting no catches, and it's, it wasn't like a me thing. Just we just was in the wing tee, and I was just we were winning games. But we was just in the wing tee. We wasn't throwing the ball that much. And I like, I had goals and aspirations. I just felt like Georgia Southern wasn't the fit for me personally. Like some people like that type of offense, but me personally, like that wasn't a good fit for me. So I ended up, that, that my freshman year, like it was fun, but at the same time, it was like a, like mentally, like you said, like sometimes it can get shaky. And mentally at Georgia Southern, I wasn't stable. Like. The offense, it just wasn't for me. And it, like football, like I said, I love the game of football. So it felt like I needed to make a a decision if I was going to stay at Georgia Southern or not. And it came down to me leaving. Okay, so you spent one year at Georgia Southern? I spent one semester. I spent oh, the uh, fall semester. semester. Fall semester. And then and you left out the fall semester? 
Yep. Uh, I went to Iowa Western. I went in Juco. I took the Juco route. Cause, so how'd you, how'd you even find yourself there? Man? Yeah, it's a crazy story. So when I entered the portal, I, I actually entered the portal twice my freshman year. I entered in the middle of the season. Like, it was kind of like in the middle. Uh, one of my the, the receivers that came in with me, me and Devarius, uh, I call him Vidal. Me and Vidal, uh, we came in together, we played receiver. And he was a freshman too that also started. Like he played as a true freshman, I played as a true freshman. Uh, we personally both wanted the red shirt, and the coach was like, "Nah, like we need y'all to play." And I, was, and I understood that, so I, like I didn't want to be selfish. Like you get what I'm saying? So I did play the season, but he ended up into the uh, transfer portal, and when he once he entered, I was like, "Oh, I'm in, I'm entering it too." It's like kind of a monkey see, monkey do thing, but like, I had intentions. Of, entering the portal but just not that early mm-hmm. if you get what I'm saying yeah. so I ended up entering the portal but when he entered the portal he had kind of was already trying to reach out to schools and it got back to the coaches so they like they said he can't come back like they ended up just leaving him mm-hmm. and the office coordinator told me to come meet with him I think it was like like the sixth or seventh week of the season and he was like uh, at least finish the season and stuff like that. Like, we would love for you to finish the season. If you feel like at the end of the season, you want to transfer, you can. And he was like, but I remember, he was like, he remember he was in my shoes and he wasn't, like, he wanted to transfer, but he didn't transfer. He was like, you're not going to transfer, basically. And I ended up transferring because the offense, like, we ran. I played that whole season. I had one catch for six yards. <laughs> Yeah, that's not a wide receiver's dream offense. Nah, and it was just like a lot of blocking. Like, I think that's why I can block pretty good in games, though. Like, that's what I'm saying. Georgia Southern helped me. Like, stuff I brought, I learned from Georgia Southern, I still use to this day. So, like, everything happened for a reason, huh. I believe. So, how did you end up at school now with the Juco? So, I, um, I was trying to, they, you know, the rules and stuff has changed since COVID happened mm-hmm. but before COVID happened you couldn't transfer FBS to FBS without like a waiver mm-hmm. or anything you had to go uh, JUCO and then go back you had to go either go JUCO or transfer down the level to like FCS it could be division one but FCS and you could play right away me personally I wanted to play FBS football like so I could still play in bowl games and stuff like that so um I ended up taking the hard route uh Juco, how did I find Iowa Western? I don't remember. I think a couple, when I entered the portal, a couple um, Juco's was hitting me up. And I didn't even really, I wasn't very familiar with junior college. I was talking to East Mississippi, uh, Butler, like a lot of like well-known Juco's. But I ain't never really known about Iowa Western. They actually, uh, East Mississippi, the school that plays on Netflix, we played. They played East Mississippi. Like, the school that I went to is on Netflix. I didn't know that. Uh, but when I found out about Iowa Western, it was, like, the number one juco in the country. Like, I was like, I hope I, like, I wonder if I'm good enough to play there. And I um, I ended up reaching out to one of the coaches, the offensive coordinator, Coach Woods, and I sent my film. I was like, hey, do you, uh, you think I'm good, like, I could play? Like, are, if y'all looking for a receiver, I'm in the portal, and then he hit me up. He hit me back and was like, I sent him my family, he hit me back and was like, if you come to my school, if you come to our JUCO, your recruitment's going to blow up. And like, so just like that. So that's a promise that he made. That, that's what he said. Like, that was the first thing he said. If you come to our Western, your recruitment's going to blow up. Like, we're going to get you out of here. So after that, like, uh, I remember I was at my grandma's house, and I was just happy, like, I'm leaving Georgia Southern. I wasn't even in the portal yet. I don't think I was in the portal yet. But once I found out, like, uh, Iowa Western was going to take me in, I entered the portal. Um, and then a lot of other schools start hitting me up, uh, FCS schools uh, like Campbell. Um, it was a bunch. Western Carolina, like, the schools that I could transfer to. Yeah. Uh, but one, I ended up signing up. I, 
well, really, it was between Iowa Western and Iowa Central. It was two Iowa schools because at first, Iowa Western said something about like they didn't have enough scholarships. But then Iowa Central was like, "Hey, we got a scholarship. We pay for everything." And I was like, "Well, I'm going where the money is. Yeah. I, like, that's the opportunity." And then out of uh, Iowa Western figured it out to where they can put me on scholarship. So how was the JUCO route? Like, how was the JUCO experience? Because I always heard the rap that JUCO was hard. It was not like all the other, you know, scenarios of going straight from high school to, you know, to college and things that matter. So JUCO has always been known as that hard enough scenario. Like, you know, you have to really grind to get your way out of JUCO to get back to, you know, that level that you're trying to go to. So just explain to me how, you know, JUCO was to you. JUCO definitely was a grind, but I'm also thankful for the JUCO I went to. Like, we had nice facilities. Uh, we was fortunate. Like, my JUCO is basically, like, if you went to Iowa Western, you was really, like, you was really fortunate to be able to go there. It was the number one JUCO in the country. And, like, we had not dorms, we stayed in suites. Like, they had suites. Uh, we had an indoor facility. Like, we had nice facilities. Like, that was, like, JUCO. So, we, like, I wouldn't say my JUCO was, like, the hard knocks type type of JUCO, but it definitely is a grind once you get there because you're there with a bunch of bounce backs. Uh, you got people that's coming from Kentucky, like, everywhere. Like, it's not just, like, you got – like in Troy, you gonna have mainly Alabama, Georgia. Like it's literally California, Georgia, New York, Texas, Minnesota. Like you got all these athletes coming to this one school to get re-recruited or get recruited out of high school. Like if they didn't get an opportunity out of high school, and like me personally, like that experience really like kind of helped me grow, like grow into a man because. I was 13 hours away from home. My mom wasn't like right down the road. So like, I ain't had nobody to really like, really in Juco, it's easy to get lost and get off track and not be focused because like, you're not, you're not where you want to be at, but you're working towards where you want to be. And I seen like, literally like, I just seen like, I had a couple of Juco teammates they had all this talent in the world, but just didn't make it out of JUCO. Like, they could have been playing in the NFL, but they they was just too distracted. Like, you gotta, if you if you transfer in from a Division One school to a JUCO, you gotta graduate with your AA, uh, get your AA from junior college. I had to do that in a year. So that, it, yeah, so I was taking, I had to get 60 credits in a year. And I did it. I did it for real, man? Yeah. Uh, my, first, my first semester there. That's I think, a lot, man. Yeah, I, I had 17 credits I had got my first semester. And then that summer, I took, I don't know, it ended up being like 23 credits or somewhere in between there. Mm -hmm. And then my last, my uh, the fall semester during the season, I ended up taking 21 credit hours. Wow. And one, like, I had, like, seven seven to eight classes in one semester. Because why you saying that is making me think, like, a lot of times when guys go JUCO, it's usually due, you know, to not being well academically sounded. You know, yeah. they can be the greatest athlete in the world but not being academically sound for it. So for you to take 60 hours in one year, man, congratulations on that because I couldn't do that. Yeah. It definitely was, like, like I said, it was, like you said, it's like, it was a tough situation, but like I knew, like I said, like like your motivation was when you was leaving. Was it? Was it called again? So my my neighborhood I grew up. Yeah, in? your neighborhood. Smiley Court. Yeah, Smiley Court. That was your motivation to get out. Like that was your motivation. I did the same thing. Like I didn't party or nothing in Juco. Like I was in my room all the time. Like now, were you in your room because you were trying to focus on academics, or you was in your room because you didn't know anybody? I knew the whole team knew me. Like I was well known. I just I was really focused. Like I wanted to really get out of JUCO. Like I didn't want to get stuck there. Like because me personally, when I did when I did decide to go to Iowa Western, it's really like a, 
like a step of faith. Like I, I just had to believe in myself. Cause going JUCO, even though it's the top JUCO in the country, doesn't mean doesn't guarantee you anything. Just cause you're going uh, to a JUCO and you're a bounce back, like it doesn't guarantee you anything. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like a leap of faith. And I, I just, I didn't want, I wanted to give myself the best opportunity. And partying and all that, all the other distractions that time during that time was it wasn't an option for me. I was just asking because when I was in uh, college in Troy, I was never a partier guy anyway. Um, because again, I was trying to focus on getting somewhere. And then sometimes I really look back on like I really missed out on the college experience because of the fact of it is that I mostly was trying to focus on my academics and getting up out of Troy to go to the next level. So that's why I asked you that question like, did you choose to like yourself not involve yourself in those kind of things or is it because the fact of it is that you were so far from home so that's why I asked that question because so many times guys don't acknowledge that fact know that it's like man I'm in a whole different place that I've never been before and, it, and like I say you was like 12 13 hours away from home yeah 13 yeah so that's pretty far from being from home man and then you, you're trying to grind your way out of taking that many hours is just crazy yeah so so going into your first year the hour how was that Going into my first year at Iowa Western, uh, I remember the first day I got there, uh, it was a big old snowstorm, driving in. Uh, Did you your first time seeing that much snow? Nah, because I was born in Oklahoma, so yeah, it snows in the yeah, Midwest. Sure. So I was used to seeing snow. Um, that first few days, I ain't gonna lie, man, I cried the first three nights I was in Iowa. Like, yeah, for real? Yeah, like being, like just the whole thought process, like what I was about to have to go through in junior college, like what I was about to have to literally do. I knew I had to get all these credits. Like when I first got there, I was like, man, why I just do this to myself? I could have just stayed at Georgia Southern. Like I had a division one scholarship. Now I'm like back at ground zero. It was a humbling moment going into that year. Like it's, it's I went from having all these offers coming out of high school to nothing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's back to it was, ground it was, zero. It was a thing that made you sit there and thought, like, man, did I make the right decision? Yeah, that definitely. Like, I start having like second guessing myself, and then on top of that, I was about to leave Iowa Western the, like the second or third day. Campbell, yeah, Campbell had uh, they had offered me, and I was like, hey man, like even when you get there. We still got the offer on the table because it's a junior college. So signing a uh, signing a letter of intent to a junior college, uh, if you sign to a Division One, it overrides it, and that was an FCS program. So I could, oh, wow. I would be able to play right away. I got on so the phone with the coaches. Still, so schools were still recruiting you while you were just starting your JUCO process. Yeah, uh, Campbell was. I, that's what Devarius ended up transferring. V Dog, mm-hmm. uh, they wanted us to be like a package deal. I was like, I wanted to play, like, I wanted to, I didn't want to take the easy way out, if you get what I'm saying. Like, it was, it would have been so easy just to go play for Campbell University, but that wasn't, like, that wasn't part of my goals or aspirations. I wanted to play in bowl games and had that opportunity to play in bowl games and just be on a bigger stage. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, the first few, few nights was tough. Um, things start to get better in February, um, going through winter workouts. Coaches coming in and then. So let's backtrack though. Why did you not go to camp? Why did you not go to camp when they were trying to recruit you in that process? Um, I called my mom and told her like the whole situation. I was like, hey, Campbell wanted to offer me, and uh, they said I could uh, go right now, like immediately. And she was like, my mom told me she was like, Marcus, don't take the easy way out, like that like you you wanted to go to because i told her i like i told her i wanted to go there like she you wanted, I, to, you wanted yeah, to go to campbell no but i just didn't want to endure what i was about to have to endure with the juco process mm. and she knew that she was like you know you don't want to uh go to the school you're just trying to like take the easy way out and i was like i told her i was like yeah like i, I was honest with her i told her yeah that that's the only reason why i was considering campbell was to take the uh, easy way out. I wouldn't have to uh, take all those classes or whatever. Then, like, I know I had a Division One 
Like, I'd be back playing Division One, but just not at a bigger. Mm -hmm. Like, I knew I would have a scholarship. But she told me, nah, don't try to take the easy way out. I feel like in the long run, it'll pay off. So moving on from that, uh, in February, things got a lot better. Uh, the first school I talked to, like, that, that actually, like, came to school was Iowa State. Yeah, uh, Iowa State came to see me lift weight. They was, they came to the weight room and saw me lifting weights. And uh, Coach Campbell, the head coach there, mm -hmm. um, he wanted to talk to me at the weights. And he was like, uh, it was a dude named Hakeem Butler. He played receiver at Iowa State. And it was like, me and him got similar bodies and like we play similar. So they, that's, they started having interest in me. And then out of nowhere, uh, a week and a half, go by. It was my first offer. Iowa State. State was your first offer? <laughs> Out of JUCO. Oh, wow. So then after that, that's when it started picking up. So how'd your first season, though, go back to my question? How'd your first season go? In junior college? Yeah. Um, First season, to be honest, I didn't do much. Like, I probably had like 200 yards, like 11 catches, because it's so, in junior college, it's different. Like, you don't got to really do too much to get like they know like like you know who can play and who cannot um during college it's kind of different like you got like our receiver room was loaded like we Deshaun me and Deshaun went to the same Juco so I oh, you been for real yeah me and Deshaun Stoudemire went to the same Juco so it was me that, I, that is something that I did not know yeah uh me Deshaun uh Marcel Barbie he's a dog he plays at Texas State and then we had this guy named Jig. He was a bounce back from Kentucky. Like, we was loaded, like, at receiver. So, like, the ball really went everywhere. And then we had this kid named Zion. He's, like, a legit 4-3 speed. Like, he gets clocked at a 4-3. Like, you can clock it yourself. And he runs a 4-3. So, the ball was really going everywhere. And then we had this running back, Zaquan J. Wright, and uh, my roommate, uh, Brian Sneed. He was a bounce back from Ohio State bounce back from FSU. Mm -hmm. So like in junior college, especially the one I went to, like we had all these bounce backs. We had a tight end that bounced back from uh, University of Illinois. Our quarter bounce back, our quarterback had bounced back from Illinois too. So like we had like so much talent in there. Like the ball went everywhere. So like the season I say, like we was winning games. Like it wasn't hard for our school to win games because mm -hmm. we had so much talent. But uh, that first season went well. We didn't win the championship. Like, I would have loved to won, won a uh, Juco championship. But we ended up going to the bowl game, the Raycom bowl game in Iowa. We won our bowl game. We went against uh, Hines Community College mm -hmm. in Mississippi. So how long were you at school in Iowa? Just one season, one year? Yeah, I only played one season in Juco. So what happened after that one year? Like, what? first of all, I'm just trying to get you to just retrace your history. How did you end up in? Troy. Yeah. Also, back back to um when I got my first offer from Iowa State that spring Liberty came I was picking up all these offers but Troy had hit me up coach Carr he was the uh, slot receivers coach at mm -hmm. Troy he had hit me up and was like out of nowhere he sent me this Easter uh he sent me this Easter um graphic and was like happy Easter like I didn't even know he followed me on Twitter mm -hmm. and I was like I reached out to him. I was like, "What's up, Coach? Like, I love to come live, like, see what Troy is about or whatever." And he was like, "He sent me these camp dates," and I was like, um, "I'll try to make a camp this summer." Well, I guess like, I ain't talked to him much, but he ended up reaching out to me. I'm going through spring ball. He ended up reaching out to me again through spring ball. I was like, "Hey, I'm gonna come through." Spring ball at the JUCO or spring yeah, ball? Yeah, spring at ball at JUCO. Okay. He ended up reaching out to me and saying he was gonna come and watch our spring game so he ended up coming to our spring game and this crazy thing is like i ain't getting no targets that game like i ain't get i got zero targets you just see me run around like i said and seeing like 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 i said the ball could go anywhere at my school at that school um i ain't get no targets but he like like how hard like, I ran my routes. Like, I didn't take no plays off. I blocked good and all that. Mm -hmm. And he ended up – I didn't think he was going to offer me. Um, I I ended up reaching out to him, like, right after the game on the way – because we, uh, we played our games at a high school. 
in junior college. So I was on a bus after the game, was driving back uh, to the facility. I texted him, was like, appreciate you, coach, for coming out and watching or whatever. And he was like, he texted me his number, told him to call him. And he ended up, he was like, yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and offer you today. I was just surprised. like. So, like that just, just, so that was just his like right, right after the game, he was like, yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and offer you. And I was like, dang, like, George is offering me <laughs> on the bus. Okay, so how did you feel about getting an offer from Troy, though? It felt big because – you know what's crazy? That this is like it doesn't. It's not gonna sound like you might think I'm lying. My freshman year at Georgia Southern, when we was playing against Georgia Southern, uh, Damian Willis, that uh, that receiver, they Troy threw the ball line. You know Neil Brown, he was a head coach. I was like, I sit on the sideline, literally at Georgia Southern. It was like, like we was at our home game at Georgia Southern playing against Troy. And I think it's crazy to this day. I was like, I wish I played for that school. Like, I wish I played for a school like that. I literally said that. You said that for real? Literally. I said, I wish I played for a school like that. And I guess, like, that wish really came true. Because, like, after they offered me, um, one of the guys from uh, one of my old teammates from Georgia Southern was like, that would be crazy if you go there. Like, you'd be right back in the Sun Belt going against us now. Oh, wow. I was like, yeah, I don't know. Because I my, – I, I had Iowa State. I was getting buzzed from all these other schools. Uh, Iowa was talking to me. Uh, West Virginia was on me heavy. Um, but I ended up going on an official visit uh, to Troy in the summertime. Oh, yeah, and right after Troy offered me, South Alabama offered me, and I was like, nah, I'm not going there. Uh, but that summer, I ended up uh, taking an official visit to Troy and I wasn't like, I felt like I didn't want to make a decision too fast. Cause that's another thing with that recruitment process. Like I was more conscious of picking a school because mm-hmm. like when I went through yeah, my freshman year, I didn't want to make that mistake again. Mm-hmm. You get know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I was like, I went on an official visit. First, actually, I didn't go on an official visit. My first time coming to Troy, uh, Coach Williams, the receiver coach that was there, he wanted me to do a workout. So I ended up working out. And I guess I didn't have, like, they offered me, but you know how you got to get the official offer? The head coach didn't see me move around, so and they was recruiting other receivers. So I go, I get Detroit, my coach drive me down there to uh, work out. Or I thought I was going to do a camp, but they just wanted to see me run. I ended up running a 40 and doing some ball drills. But before I did that, uh, Coach Williams was, like, basically saying, like, it sounded like I didn't have an offer there. But after I ran a 40, Coach, uh, Coach Lindsey, Chip Lindsey, Coach Lindsey, he had came he had came out of his office and was like, yeah, I want to talk to him. And he was like, I'd love for you to commit here today. And I was like, today? Like, I don't know. I got to get my mom on a visit because I don't think she'd be too happy if I just commit and she don't get to see what the school is about. So um, that summer, I ended up taking my official visit. And my mom, she liked the school. I liked the school. Closer to home, not too far, not too close to home. And it was just like, it just felt like Troy was the best opportunity for me. Why? I know you're saying it was close to home, not that far from home, things of that matter. But really, what set Troy apart for you? Felt like, like there, Georgia Southern, Georgia Southern, like they, it's, that's one thing, like I said, that's what I'm thankful for. That's cool. Like, they got that culture of brotherhood, and it felt like they had that same, like, that brotherhood culture. Like, Troy, it's just like the culture of Troy football. And just Troy, period, like, and the sports athletics, it just felt like a family. Mm-hmm. Like, even, like, out, like, just within the players, not even nothing to do with the coaches. Because, like, when we playing football, we playing really for – you know, we playing for the coaches, but we doing that really like between the players, like we playing for each other, and it yeah. felt like that's how it was at Troy. So that was like it was easy to commit to Troy, and I had Iowa State. Like I chose Troy over Iowa State, like kind of like how you did. Like you had all these bigger offers, and you just like Troy. Like, it was just like the best school. Like it just felt like it was the best school for me. So, I took three visits to Iowa State and didn't commit. Like, you took three visits there? Three visits and did not commit. Like, I don't know. I just couldn't commit there. Like, huh. So when you think about it, you 
chose Troy because it was close to home, not far from home, and most of it, the players really felt like they were more family-oriented with each other. Yes, definitely. So you find yourself in Troy. How did it go during that transition of playing with Coach Lindsey then going from another head coach, though? Like, how was that for you? Coming in, you know, okay, this is the staff that I signed with, and, you know, now that staff is no longer there. Like, what were some things going through your mind during that time here? Um... I was kind of nervous, like with the when they said Chip got fired, and you know bringing a new coach in, like you don't know if you want to bring his players in, like the the whole COVID. First of all, that whole COVID season was like crazy, so the rules changed to where players can transfer, and it happened after I go to JUCO. Players can transfer and play right away. They got one free transfer, uh, they can play right away, and. But Summerall coming in, Lindsey leaving. Uh, I didn't know much about Coach Summerall. I heard, I knew they said he was uh, he used to coach at Troy, and I just didn't know much about him. And then I heard he was a defensive coach, and I was like, dang! So he's gonna be all mean to the offense, like he ain't gonna mess with us. But you know, it's crazy. I feel like he's more on the offensive side of the ball. Like in practice, like he's watching offense more than he watches defense, and that's what I like about him. Like, interesting. He's not just like a, I'm a defensive coach. That's it. Like we don't talk to y'all. It's like, like I said, it's like the culture of Troy. Like it's like we all together. It's not I'm on offense and this is defense. Like everybody's together, and he he makes it that way. Like he doesn't like just isolate offense out of the like out of like his practices like he watches offense and defense so the transition from coaches was not that much of a big issue for you at all nah not after i got to like know summerall coach summerall okay so when you think about your college experience so far what is probably the best atmosphere best stadium best game you've played in so far i got two Okay. My freshman year, we played against Clemson, and that was the year they won, uh, won the championship. My freshman year, freshman, get to play big school, Clemson, like, I had jitters, like, pregame jitters, like, okay. I don't know, I was excited, like, just being a freshman and being able to play in that game, okay. like, games on TV, moms watching, like, it was just, it was a different experience. Yeah, that was, like, one, of that games, that was one of those games, I said he cheated us, but that's just my personal yeah, but, again, I could just imagine the atmosphere because I never played in Clemson Stadium before, so they are on my bucket list to go. Yeah. But the atmosphere is just – just by me sitting on TV, it's got to be fire. And then the pass, even – this one, like this game, I feel like this was a game that made us tough last season. Like, like it was a turning point. Like, we had – like, they, it had to happen. But when we played against App State, like that – it was college game day. That atmosphere, like – it gave me chill bumps. Like, that was the funnest game I ever played in in my life. Like, you been for real? That was a fun Absolute game. game. Absolute Absolute. game you ever. Yes. It was just, like, so much emotion into it. Like, it felt like, like I said, we was all playing for each other. Like, the players, like, that game, like, like it just felt, it was just fun. Like, I don't know. I wasn't thinking about nothing else but football. Like, in that moment, like, that game, we was playing for each other. Like, that game was fun. The atmosphere was fun. Uh, I could tell the stand, like the fans and everybody thought it was just gonna be like we was just gonna be a pushover team. Especially like, after the first, like the first play, gonna do an interception, and it was so like I felt like that was the difference between this, like that year's team and the team before that. Like that would happen, and then we would just it'll be like a domino for everything to go downhill. But now we played for each other. And, like, that game literally came down to the last few seconds with that Hail Mary play, yeah. like the miracle on the mountain. And it was just – it was a it was a fun experience, like, just being able to play in that game with the stadium packed out like that, sold out. It was just fun. I'm going to say something about that game, and I want you to – you can correct me if I'm wrong or say if I'm right or whatever. Yeah. But that was probably your most passionate game that I've ever seen you play before. Yeah. Like all the time I've seen you play it and watch you play, that's probably the most passionate game that I ever seen you play. Do you think that game right there like transfigured you as a as a player though? Like 
made you like see yourself and feel and just take things to a whole different level you think yeah that was a game that i feel like it gave me more confidence like it was like a confidence booster especially like i don't know like coach Witt, like when we work out like i don't be like panicked like i don't really notice like how like strong we really get because like we doing it every day like it's just like a norm but like how much stronger like we were than that team was like crazy and like just able to like that game was like my first time ever just like like manhandling somebody to storm to the ground like I, I ended up taking the dude to the uh, almost to the uh, you know that you know what I'm talking about behind the end zone yeah, yeah and the fans was just like hey look and the rep come and I was like yeah like it's just like that that game was fun like and I definitely feel like that was a game I, I played with a lot of motion. And I say another game I played with a lot of motion was a game I got hurt. Uh, Texas State, that play, actually that play that I got hurt on was a play, I feel like it was a turning point of the game. Like, it was second and 13. Uh, Texas State was up. It was like late, like mid, fourth quarter-ish. It's like, it was kind of like we needed to score that drive. And that play, I got that first down. But at the same time, broke my foot. But we ended up scoring that drive. And we didn't score no more after that. But, like, oh, even wow. then, like, I broke my foot and didn't even know it was broke. I still played on it because, like. You been for real? Yeah, I played, I finished the game on a broken foot. Literally. I did not know that, man. Yeah. I feel like I played with a lot of emotion in that game. And I feel like that game, like, I don't know. That was going to be, like, the turning point of my season. But, like, it got cut short. And. So what are your goals going into this season now? You know, you got a lot of experience. You got your confidence. Um, I know you still from time to time and still have to battle some things. But what are, you, what are your goals for this fall? Well, main goal is to win the conference championship again. Mm-hmm. Uh, far as personal goals. Yeah, I know your I, team goes to win that, you know, win that conference, go to that big bowl game. But, like, you as an individual, what are, what are like, your, your goals for this season? Uh, I definitely want to be t- top top three receiver in the Sun Belt. Definitely. Top three, top three receiver in the Sun Belt. At least top three. Okay, what else uh, you got? Uh, an 800-plus yard season. 800? At least 800. I mean, you say 800 now, but in my head, I was thinking at least 1,000 markets. You saying 800. I, and the reason why I say 800 plus is because our receiver room, like I said, I don't know why. Everywhere I play receiver at, our receiver room has some dogs in there. Like we got. I understand that. Yeah, we do got some dogs. But I was gonna say at least a thousand. Yeah, a thousand is definitely possible. But and then I, that that's a goal. Like I I want that. But 800 plus, like I'll be I'll be happy, satisfied with that. Cause I like, like I said, I want to do whatever's best for the team, and I know we got a lot of receivers that can play. We got Deshaun, Jabri, Chris Lewis. He just transferred in from Kentucky, Kentucky, and Landon Parker. And then we got a young buck, uh, Devontae Ross. And then we just got another one, MJ. And all those names I'm saying is legit. They can have thousand yard seasons too. Like all those receivers is capable of having thousand yard seasons. So that's why I said. I said 800 plus. Uh, another goal, 10 touchdown season. So 10 touchdowns. I got to get in that box. And you know what's crazy? I never scored a college touchdown yet. You been for real, Marcus? Dead serious. I still haven't scored a college touchdown. Like, as long as I've been in college, I haven't scored a college touchdown. So they're going to have to feel me. They're going to have to feel me this season. I'm getting in that box. First game. Oh, my God, man. Definitely. So are you saying you have played college football? Never scored a touchdown. I scored in junior, junior college, but like at a at Troy, I never scored a touchdown yet. All the balls I didn't call, I never scored a touchdown. Man, that is some freaking motivation, man. Definitely. You never scored a touchdown at all? No touchdowns. So I'm definitely going to be playing with a chip on my shoulder this season. And coming back from an injury, I, I feel like I got to prove myself. That is something that I'm looking forward to, and I don't even know 
You know, I'm sitting here thinking that why you said that. You said, man, I've never scored a touchdown before. In my head, I begin to think about what you said earlier as a freshman in high school when you caught that first touchdown. So, and how that greatly changed things for you, how that motivated you, how that encouraged you, how that really made you believe in yourself and believe that you have confidence. Man, I'm really believing with you, man. Once you touch that ball for the first time and catch his first touchdown in college, man, that can be. It's going to be. That's going to be big, man. They're going to feel me this season, trust. That's going to be big, man. That's going to give me chill but just thinking about, like, yeah. I'm ready for this season. And I feel like this summer, like, we're, we're far more far ahead as a team, like the OTAs and all that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, summer, like, he brought that culture. Like, Troy already had his culture, but he's bringing that winning culture out, mm-hmm. out of Troy. Like, schools is going to be scared. Like, these bigger schools going to be thinking twice before they put us on on their schedule. Like, Kansas State, um, Coach Witt, he was at this uh, strength strength clinic with all these other coaches, and mm-hmm. Kansas State was there, and he walked past. And they said, Coach Witt said, they walked past. I was like, they put us on, y'all, they put y'all on our schedule. We might as well play UGA. Oh, wow. Because, <laughs> like, how tough, like, our school is. Like, mm-hmm. like I feel like Summer all puts us in the best position to win, like, as far as with the coaches, the way he does things. I mean, can't complain too much about football. I got you, man. I just want to tell you, you know, I'm proud of you, of how you bounce back from both of your injuries and uh, how you set yourself up on the teams to be a leader and your motivation to do well and things of that matter, man. So that's I'm hoping that this, this year be one of your best seasons ever. And like I said, man, I am so encouraged to see you catch that first touchdown, man. So like I said, uh, Thank you for taking time to be on the podcast. Hey, give everybody your socials, man. Uh, my Instagram is marcus.r2. And my Twitter, ooh, I don't get on Twitter that much. I think it's underscore marcusjr2. Uh, those are the only two I got. That's cool, man. So thank you for being on the podcast. No problem.